0: As an accomplished entrepreneur, I'm supposed to talk to you about all the successes that I've had and tuck away all the failures as though there's some temporary mishaps due to minor things like missed cups of coffee. But what if I told you that the majority of my time I'm messing up dearly, that my mistakes aren't due to minor oversights? The only thing I know that's not a mistake is talking to you about my mistakes on this podcast. Not enough entrepreneurs do that. And we all know that they're a part of what makes us entrepreneurs, right? I mean, right? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting with me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, I'm going to talk very specifically about a few of my tech failures that I've had. These are the more recent ones, the ones I know that you're going to relate to, and the ones that show just how experienced you can be, and still, you can screw up like the best of them. If we can get to the heart of why business folk don't talk about mistakes enough, rather than why we make said mistakes, we'd all be building better businesses. (laughs) fail number 1. <clears throat> oh no. I had no idea about the sequences of our drip campaigns. You see, I run a membership platform, one that attracts new members by inviting people to sign up for my newsletter. It goes out 5 days a week, Monday through Friday, so people hear from me pretty frequently. Hello. The emails are full of tips, tricks, anecdotes, and helpful resources for mom entrepreneurs. But when someone new signs up, They get a different series of emails, an introductory set of emails that walks them through all that we have to offer within the Founding Moms universe. And if someone joins us and pays for full access to all of our goodies, she gets yet another different series of emails. They walk her through what she now has access to and how she can take her business to new heights. For those who are unaware, a drip campaign is literally a set of emails that you drip out slowly to your readers. So when I say that I had no idea about the sequences of our drip campaigns, that translates to I had zero recollection of what I'd written for which series and had no idea who was getting what. I'd written those sequences years ago. I know what you're thinking. So just look them up and fix it. Yeah, okay, sure. But it's not that simple. When I'd written them originally, I was very proud of the work I'd put into them. I'd figured out the hoops I had to jump through to design them, schedule them properly, and just knew that people would appreciate them. I was proud. To just go in and fix them would take me hours to parse out which list was getting what. I'd also have to comb through all of that writing to see what needed updating. Quite the task. And as you can imagine, it's not the most important thing on my to-do list, even though a few bad emails can lead a person to click that dreaded unsubscribe link. So maybe it should be the most important. But I digress. The failure here is in the doing and having to go back later. I didn't add edit drip campaign in five years to my calendar. Fortunately, I have the best subscribers who were kind enough to let me know that things weren't making sense, which got me moving. I edited them. And after my more recent sense of accomplishment, I can already see the future fail. We're revamping our website and all of the copy will likely need adjusting again. Which brings me to tech fail number two. <clears throat> updating our website. At the start of 2020, I started mentioning to members that we'd be updating the website. I don't mean making it look pretty or revamping it with a new logo. Those simple changes would have been a dream. I mean, I'd been promising them that they'd have a much easier time finding their own profile pages. I told them about a whole new program we're launching, I even let slip that we're going to have a whole new set of chatting capabilities for members to talk to one another. Two months went by, and instead of launching, the pandemic hit. Of course, it set our team back. But as any of you know who's worked with designers and developers of all kinds, our launch kept getting pushed back and pushed back some more. At the time of the recording of this episode, we're still not launched. Internally, I'm not concerned in the least. The new opportunities and the tech capabilities that are gonna come with version 2.0 are going to be amazing. But having to put it out there to people who depend upon founders that they trust to deliver what they say they will, it's the worst kind of oops that I could make. The failure here is in the preemptive, excited announcing of things to come to people who rely on my word. It's age old, but our word is still our bond in business. We can't delight customers if we don't deliver what they ask, and we have a particularly hard time delighting customers when we don't deliver on the things they didn't even ask for that we promised to them. There's no sweet way to wrap this up. It's a mistake that can only be undone with our website relaunch, which is happening so soon, I swear. I could go on with more mistakes. We have a chat box on our homepage, and I often forget to respond to messages in a timely manner, which is kind of the whole point of the thing. I've also signed my own emails with extra letters at the end of my name because my keyboard hates me. You get the picture. I mess up almost every single day. Why then is there so much shame surrounding admitting what's defeated you? There are really obvious answers. You always want to make folks think that you know exactly what you're doing which is how you're wildly successful. And as we all know, this is you just trying to convince yourself, right? You also worry that if people think at all negatively of you, they'll stop buying from you or worse, tell their friends how you mess things up. Also, when you fail, it's proof that you aren't worthy of building the business you're building. The people who told you you'd never be able to do it or amount to something or those voices in your head convincing you that you're just not good enough This gives those voices credence and makes you the actual failure that you really are. Right? Mm -mm. I think you know where I'm going with all of this. All of that's made up, and you've been convinced by it because of your own insecurities. I've gotta call you out on it because there's no shame in having insecurities. That's what I believe keeps a lot of us going. And the more you can remain aware of it, the more you can chew away the negative vibes any time an awful thing happens in your business or a customer complains, the better off you're going to be. And frankly, it's freeing. I'll never forget one of the first days I showed up to the podcast studio with my former co-host, Brad Ferris, when we used to record the Breaking Down Your Business podcast. Welcome to Breaking Down Your Business, episode 365. We were mid-session recording, and he actually said into the mic, I screwed up, and here's how. I stood there mortified for him that he would just dare to air his failures on a podcast that had a pretty substantial listenership at the time. In the same moment, I was unbelievably impressed. Like, you can do that? Just say what's really happening? He opened me up to the idea that telling others how you're human is okay. It made me more compassionate for what he was going through at the time. And there was not one ounce of judgment, not about who he was as a person, not about his business, only amazement at the fact that he let it out on the air. It's one of the greatest gifts a fellow entrepreneur can give to another entrepreneur. Gift someone that freedom that comes with acknowledging your business failures. If you can't admit them to yourself, tell someone else. Your transparency and vulnerability are going to be applauded. And you'll move forward knowing that you're the best, working alongside the best of them. You don't call, you don't write. Why don't you do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalsman.com slash podcast to record a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses and I might just read it on a future episode. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.